Welcome to episode 199 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Cassell. That's so musical of you. I Every week, I feel like it's going to be like some kind of little, like, little number. Ta-da-da-da. Like, you'll get something <laughs> out of Ian. I want to see jazz hands. Jazz next hands. Time. Yeah, well, I'll leave that to so you. Audio, I say the same audio medium. I say the same thing every week, so I have to change it a little bit. Yeah, it's always it's it's never not friendly. It's always like super friendly. I'm sometimes it's friendly. Sometimes there's a little bit of a musical melody to it. Other times it's just like that real friendly, like hello. That's what I bring to the pod. We're all podcasting with our friends, right? That's what we're doing. Why wouldn't we be fun and friendly? It is Monday night, June 12th, and tonight we're going to rank the DC Cinematic Universe movies, also known as the DC Extended Universe movies, which I don't fucking like because that doesn't make sense to me. It's the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why would it not be the DC Cinematic Universe? They Extended gotta- Universe sounds like... Elseworlds, some you know imprint stuff. It doesn't sound like what we should be focusing on, which is what Marvel's doing because they're doing it right. Well, much like Pa Kent, DC and Warner Brothers likes to do things the hard way. <laughs> they, they they respect the tough choices. So there's only four movies in the DC cinematic. Cinematic extended, extended universe. Ah, uh, what a time! And we twister. asked McSauce Nation to give us your lists, and I think we got a lot of similar lists. Yeah, I think so too. Um, shout out to McSauce Nation, though. We all we put the call out, you know, a day ago, maybe like over the weekend. We got a, a good round of opinions from all the people that. Listen to each us each and every week. So thank you, Mixoff Nation. And knowledgeable moviegoers, uh, knowledgeable uh, of the product. So I think we're gonna get a really nice, a really nice uh, bottom line when we're done here, of what this ranking looks like. But before we get into the rankings, we housekeep with Ian Sharpley. We'll just run through this real quick, but uh. McSauce.com is the place that you can find all the McSauce goodness. You can find our strips, the podcast, as well as the reviews of the comic books that Paul reads each and every week. If you go to the Facebook page, just go to Facebook, type in McSauce, M-C-S-O-S-S. You can find the fan page. That's where we took a lot of the polls from our fans. You can see on the page, a bunch of our fans had some pretty well-thought-out feelings about why they arrived at the lists that or they thought out yeah I, well thought or no I, I feel like they're all well thought out do you think that our fans wrote four paragraphs of just nonsense do you think that that's what they did is that what you're um no I'm just I'm just busting balls oh, that's see. that's what I do though I'm sure some of them are fucking nonsense yeah uh, a lot of people took a lot of time to write out what they how they arrived at the numbers that they arrived at. So the Facebook page is where you can contact us. You can also hit us up on Instagram. We put up some short clips of 
general pop culture on the YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, type in Mixed Sauce, you can find us there. And as always, you can always tweet at us, the sauce, Gin underscore Mixed Sauce, and a little depressed Matt. Although Matt, I feel like your your Twitter, you're more of a lurker, not an active Twitter participant. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So if you want to talk to Matt, you're gonna have to get his number and text him. <laughs> and even then, it's a fifty fifty proposition. <laughs> So why don't we jump into these uh, fan submissions and then we'll get into our opinions. How's that sound, guys? That sounds great, Ian. Wonder Woman came out two weeks ago, I think, right? Two weeks ago? Well, uh, it's in its second week now. I think I saw a headline today that it already smashed the second week's box office. Right? Smashed? Second week's weekends. Like, it it did really well again. Yeah, it it was the leader two weeks in a row. It yeah. had about a, I guess what about a fifty percent drop off, something like that. Maybe a sixty percent drop off. Is that good or bad? Uh, it's better than some of the other DC drop offs. Like, what's your average Marvel drop off? The uh, five five percent. No, the uh, performance drop off was actually forty five percent, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, that word of mouth and return viewings really pushed Wonder Woman to jump over the mummy. Do either of you have the, the like, what's the average drop-off for a movie? I feel like 55 to 60%, somewhere around there, is probably average. Yeah. So then Wonder Woman did worse than your average movie in its second week. Do you know how numbers work, sir? Wait. No. What are you she, saying? She only had a 45% drop-off. Uh, Typical drop is like 55 is less, to 60. Right. Gotcha. You know how to... You know how numbers work. Yep. Yeah. Now I got you. Now we're now we're cooking with gas. Yes. Or <laughs> or, cooking or, with or dummy fuel, which is what <laughs> this pod runs on. So Wonder Woman came out a couple weeks ago. It was great. Everybody thought it was really good. And during last week's episode, we started tiptoeing into well, how do these DC cinematic U movies break down now? And we said, hey. Why don't we save that for next week? Why don't we put the call out to McSauce Nation before we do this to get some fan feedback, hear what everyone else is saying? So we did. And Ian, why don't you kick us off with a fan list for how these movies break down? All right. Uh, Ryan Neeport, who is a big supporter of the McSauce brand, has seen us at multiple conventions, ranks his Suicide Squad. I'm just going to heap wrote out very thought out things that you can see on the Facebook page. I'm just going to try to hit on a few of the things that he said. Suicide Squad said that Harley Quinn was spot on. He really liked Captain Boomerang, but maybe not a good fit for this film. So that's number four. Number three, Batman v Superman. The vitriol for this movie is under undeserved. The fights were badass. It all makes sense to me, even the Martha stuff. So that's one of his comments. Ryan. We'll, Come on, hit, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Number two, Man of Steel. Really liked Krypton. He thought that the Superman as an alien invasion story was brilliant. Didn't really like the Pa Kent action. Thought it was a weak spot. And number one, Wonder Woman. Uh, really liked the, uh, all the World War I Gal Gadot action. She embodied the character just like... No one else, maybe except for Christopher Reeve. So, 
That's bold statements. Ryan, thank you for participating. Sounds like Ryan listened to what I said last week. He may have. Paul, do you want to take one of the fan submissions? Uh, our good buddy Justin Carr, <clears throat> who has been on the McSauce podcast, longtime listener, longtime buddy, for BVS. How many episodes has he listened to? All of them. 198. 100. I feel like he's at least been on four of them, so let's just go with a definite four. Okay. You think so? Four? That, that Justin uh, Justin's on? been on? Yeah, maybe four. Maybe. Sorry, buddy. At well, speaking of at number four, <laughs> BVS. Justin and I normally, you know, beat this movie in the submission behind the scenes. His number three, Suicide Squad. Number two, Man of Steel, and number one, Wonder Woman. Ian, take us away. Ron Tatry, hit us up on Facebook. Number four, Suicide Squad. Number three, controversial. Wonder Woman. Oh, I love this guy already. Wow. Number two, Man of Steel, and number one, BVS. It is guts. Did he? Did he give any? No reasons. No, just, just right, just, straight to the point. Just write down. Just a list. No reason. We have mystery. We have no idea what dropped Wonder Woman is down fu- to three. I want to know us? now. Is he fucking with us? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Our good friend Darcy, who's also been on the on the podcast a couple times, uh, number four BVS, three Suicide Squad, two Man of Steel, and number one Wonder Woman. Same as Justin. Those uh, those two are two for two. Going from friends to enemies, Jason Kumpfmiller, number four Suicide Squad. Number three, BVS. Number two, Man of Steel. And number one, Wonder Woman. He says, really, BVS and Suicide Squad should be tied for last. The best parts of BVS are better than the best parts of Suicide Squad. But for what it's worth, Suicide Squad had the best trailers. And you know, this is the gentleman who ranked the Thor Ragnarok trailer as his number one Marvel movie. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's true. He, he did do that. Um, let's see here. Next is Larry Ganny, host of the Guest Room podcast. Na, 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 na. <laughs> That's a great uh, representation of the Guest Room's theme song. What is that, on a saxophone? It's on a saxophone. It's on a larophone? I think it is, a, it is on a saxophone. Da, na, oh, na, I na, thought da, you were asking what I, I was playing. I was no, playing No, whenever I hear Larry's... <laughs> Theme song. I'm not sure if I'm listening to that or the Night Court theme song. <laughs> I think I think that's a that's a huge compliment. I guess yeah, there, there compliment. are there are horns that show up in the Night Court theme song, but like, I know that starts with a slick bass. Yeah, it does. It does. Get on that, Larry. Not as, not as slick as the Chips theme song. Get some bass slick line. bass going in your theme song, Larry. So Larry was Larry was coming in hot with these, and uh, you know Larry is not a fan of the DC Cinematic Universe. Larry was like Doomsday, just a hate monster blowing up the the list. Just So he wanted to make it known that number four is it'll make you want to commit suicide squad. Nyak, nyak, that's why this guy has his own you know, pod. Lots of, there's, there was, we got lots of comedians coming out of the woodwork for this because I forgot that Darcy also said, 
one one through three, Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, and then she left four blank because Batman vs Superman doesn't even deserve a ranking. Waka waka waka. We got lots of comedy. So yeah, well the thing is usually uh, comedy is accompanied by hate. Com- you know, hate is comedy. That's why we're so funny. Uh, you know, second cousin. Whereas, like, when you like shit, there's nothing funny about that. There's no entertainment value. And we to talked about it this stuff. weekend. No one compliments or no one laughs at a compliment. Right. Larry's number three is BVS, Dawn of Hot Garbage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Doesn't number quite have the same ring as uh, makes me want to commit suicide. How about Dawn squad. of Junk? Number two, Man of Suck. I think you could have did better there, Larry. That was low hanging fruit. I think you. I think you could. You could. I'm about to rank higher. Larry's puns because they're getting progressively worse. <laughs> well, in number one I is, liked is Wonder Woman, plain and simple, Wonder, because he liked wonderful that one. movie. Right, woman. not funny because he liked it. Compliments aren't funny. <clears throat> We're gonna throw it over to Steve the Mead Cat on Facebook. Number four, Batman v Superman. Ben Affleck is not. Batman, R.I.P. Adam West. Ooh. Number three, Suicide Squad. Yeah, because that's what that movie needed. It needed a 95-year-old Adam West. <laughs> Number three, Suicide Squad. Gets the nod because it's the first bad guy, quote-unquote, bad guy group movie. Number two, Man of Steel. And number one, Wonder Woman. And it seems like he, he really liked Wonder Woman and Man of Steel because... After Man of Steel, he says, now the best of the worst. So there you go. Nyak, nyak, nyak. Uh, Eli Atara uh, wrote us in via Twitter. He likes, at number four, Suicide Squad. Number three, BVS, The Extended Cut. Number two is Man of Steel. And number one is Wonder Woman. And uh, the final one on my list, at least, another past guest, Matt Walker, a.k.a. M-Dub, his list with zero butt stuff. Shocking. <laughs> Number four, BVS. It just seems to take itself entirely too seriously. Number three, Suicide Squad. It's honestly a toss-up between this and BVS for last on the list. Surprised he didn't call it a toss salad. <laughs> But this one, but this one didn't feel like it had to live up to anything. Number two, Man of Steel. He's not Christopher Reeve, but Henry Cavill isn't Brandon Ralph either. Are you fucking kidding me? Sol- Can- so- solid origin story, in my opinion. Wait, wait, Paul, you got something to say? What? Say it. I think Henry Cavill has the potential to be a better Superman. Than Brandon Routh. I think that's what M Dub's saying here. I think he's saying he's not he's not as hot as great as Christopher Reeve, but he's better, better than Brandon Routh. Than, than Brandon Routh. Yeah. That's what I take that as. It sounded like he was he's not as good as Christopher Reeve, but not as good as Brandon Routh either. M dub clarification. If you when you hear this, tell these idiots at work. And number one, Wonder Woman. Shocker. This movie may not have completely restored my faith in DC movie movies, but it's given me hope. 
Pete Harmich or S. Hopes. No, like S is hope in oh. Man of Steel. Oh, mm. fucking comedians. Pete Harmich sent in a list, pretty straightforward, which I appreciate. Number four, Suicide Squad. Three, BVS. Two, Man of Steel. One, Wonder Woman. That seems to be the prevailing list for most cinephiles that have written in. Our final, our final ranking came from Tiffany, who sent us an infographic via Twitter um, with Wonder Woman, a clear number one, Suicide Squad a little bit of ways down some periods, and then Man of Steel was the bowl of the toilet, huh. and Batman v Superman was the bowels of the toilet. Wow. Just waka, waka, waka. A lot of comedians uh, turning out for this list. So, what we're seeing, and what what made me happy is that, um, because Man of Steel, I love Man of Steel. Man of Steel got a fucking. Are you, what are you doing with your hand? Are you waving away a fart? No, dude, I'm I'm hot. I'm like fanning myself. It's it's a little warm, warmer down here than I expected, but it's about a billion degrees hotter upstairs. So let's be, Yeah, it's let's also be a billion degrees a hot. hotter at the equator, <laughs> but I'm not there, so I don't give a fuck. So I like I love Man of Steel and even though it's it's not by Man of Steel's virtue that it landed at number 2 on a lot of these lists, it's basically because Suicide Squad and BVS are worse that it made number 2. I was really happy to see it, you know, rank pretty high because I love that movie. What are you laughing about? He said it made number two. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I'm sorry. That was funny. No, that, that's good. So overall, Wonder Woman, Man of Steel. And then I guess it's a, it's a toss up between Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree with that list? Ian, do is that our list? Is that what it does? Is that bearing the lead, sir? Well, I don't know. I, don't, I agree I don't that that's the gen, genuine, like the general sentiment from all of the people that submitted lists. That's pretty much what people were settling at. Yeah, and I, I would, I would expect that's what you know, like McSauce Nation paints with a broad brush, and I think we can look at how many, how many did we get? We got eleven. Yeah, twelve, somewhere eleven. Um, I think you can take that and determine that's what the entire country, nay, the entire world, would put these movies at. Because <clears throat> that's that's how far-reaching uh, McSauce fans' opinions get. And if we use the uh, Rotten Tomatoes scale of rating things, that is how it fares out. Wonder Woman comes in at a 93% fresh, followed by Man of Steel at 55, rotten, followed by BVS at a 27, and Suicide Squad at a 25. I didn't think, I thought BVS was under Suicide Squad, I guess not. It's not, no, um... And that's from the that's the critics. Now the fans, so there are two different lists. The fans 
rate Wonder Woman a 92, so very similar to the 93 that it's given. Um, but there's a wild jump from the fans giving Man of Steel a 75. Then BVS gets a 63 and Suicide Squad gets a 62. So the fan rankings are significantly higher. They're about, you know, still the 30 same to 40 points Still higher. the same order. Yeah, same order. So... Do you guys want to give one of your lists? Matt, Ian? I've talked an little, awful lot. Little Matt, list why don't you and jump analysis, Matt? You want me to give a list and an analysis? Yeah, give us uh give us your numbers and why an analyst? 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 I'll give I'll give That's Matt Walker's Matt territory. Walker. Uh okay, so here's my analysis. I think that um I don't agree with uh the sentiment the the over the overwhelming majority, I do not agree with that list. Uh, so therefore, Paul, I don't agree with your list. But they're all I don't, good lists. You don't know they, my list. Oh, I don't? I thought you gave yours. No. Oh, okay. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Have you I, not been listening? I, I was listening. I thought when you like gave your when you were talking, that was your list. No. Can you know, but we can guess his list. We know his fucking list. Okay, so um, I I actually like these movies. I I don't consider these to be you know three pieces of shit in one you know shining beacon of gold you know out of like four other or three other turds. But um, I do think that that one is significantly lacking compared to the others. Just for like my own entertainment, like I was kind of not into it. And, um, that would be Suicide Squad. And there's a couple reasons. One, Harley Quinn has skyrocketed to the top of my most disliked character in comics, her in Deadpool. Um, and then two, which I've really like kind of reflected a lot on since, uh, since I saw it and that would be the Joker. Um, I don't like that the Joker and Harley Quinn are almost this romanticized version of these characters that I've always liked up until maybe the last four years, something like that. Uh, since they got like con popular, you know, cosplay popular ever since Harley Quinn became the most popular cosplay character. That's when she also became the most annoying and obnoxious and just straight up unlikable. Uh, she became a, a complete shadow of what she originally was when she was created by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm. And I thought she was a, a much more interesting character then. Uh, now she's just a wisecracking uh, joke seeker. And they're all yeah. mean. They're all mean jokes. She's a caricature of her. The, yeah, the, kinda. The, or the original self. Kinda. Like, she's like an anti-hero now. I want her to be one of the bad guys. Like, Suicide Squad is a movie about bad guys, but no, not really. Not a lot bad of guys with hearts of gold. Not a lot of traditional bad guys going around. Even the current comic book DCU's Lex Luthor is a anti-hero. Wait, what? Oh, in the comics, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which... <laughs> works for Lex Luthor because Lex has always been about 
an alien doesn't need to save the planet. I can save the planet. So it makes perfect sense that his ego would force him to force himself onto the Justice League. Like, no, 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 no. I've got this. And it makes sense. Do you like that? I feel like that's something that you would not enjoy. Because you like your black and white, you like your heroes heroey, and your villains villainous. It makes sense with that character, with his personality. It works. My Lex Luthor will always be Clancy Brown, the animated series Lex Luthor. And it falls in line with, you know, Lex tries do Lex tries to get rid of Superman for years in the animated series. He can't do it. And at some point he's like, you know what? Fuck it. If I can't beat him, I'm going to join him and I'm going to show him up that way. And the the natural like progression of that character works great for where he's currently at in the DCU. But uh, like Harley and the Joker being homicidal murderers and then like Harley becoming like a jokesy anti-hero, like that that's like that's clearly oh shit, a lot of people think like dressing up as this character. We maybe we shouldn't make her a homicidal killer anymore. It would be it's as more of if a stretch. It's not Clyde a it's not a natural a highly cosplayed character set. Like well, I mean, no, they're like in a toxic relationship and murderers. So they're horrible people, just like the rest of the Suicide Squad, which is a knock against that movie because no, they didn't. Every one of them did a bad thing for a great reason. But the real Suicide Squad does bad things just because they're despicable. But that's not a movie that you can bank on to a wide audience. So yeah, right. they, they couldn't make that movie. They should have renamed it the, you know, the uh, not-so-bad squad. Yeah. Or the Monster Squad Part 2. That would have been dope. Don't tarnish the good name of Monster Squad. So, anyway, I, I really... So what's your number four, I, Suicide Squad? Yeah, it is. I really don't like the Joker in that movie to the point where... I think I can say it's a terrible representation of that character. And and here's the main reason. There's nothing funny about him. Nothing. It's the Joker. The Joker's supposed to be kind of funny while he's doing these horrible things. Like, that's always been the way that he's portrayed in the comics to some degree. There's something kind of funny about him. Even in, like, the killing joke, you know, he, he stops Batman to tell him a joke at the very end. None of that was in Suicide Squad. You know, Even the other silver screen representations of the Joker, they all made me laugh with something. Like, I can pick out something from each one of Absolutely. their performances that was humorous. Absolutely. So, you have a movie about supervillains that is not really about supervillains. It's about, you know, guys that maybe have done one questionable thing in their life, but they're ready to make up for it. And then you have... Uh, the most annoying character in comic books today, and then you Deadpool's have the not one, in that movie, dude. Dead. Well, I don't know. Harley Quinn gives Deadpool a run for his money because at least I like the Deadpool movie, and I, you know, and well, I kind of like Suicide. Harley Squad wasn't too, bad. Harley was one of the better things about that movie, though. You just don't like that character. Anymore. I hate that character. You, you don't like what it represents. Absolutely not. And. uh then, of course, then the Joker's portrayal was just terrible. So you have all those things, and they really drag that movie down. I thought that movie was okay. 
didn't think it was garbage, but boy, it should have been better. I wanted the Joker's portrayal to be way better. I wanted Jared Leto to be way better because when he was creepy, he was creepy. Right, they kind of got that part, but but all the all the body art and the grill and everything, it was just it just didn't feel like the Joker. And I get the in-world application of why he looks like that and the explanation. I understand it, but it still didn't feel like the Joker. Right. It felt like an Elseworlds Joker. It felt like he was part of that Brian Azzarello yeah. comic. Yep, um, Broken City. Yeah, it felt like Broken City where Killer Croc's a pimp with a skin condition. Yep. It felt too real world. Just yeah, make maybe. him fucking... Like, Jared Leto has the chops of someone. Um, who directed that? David Ayer. David Ayer. David Ayer should have sat him down and been like, here's Batman the Animated Series. Do this live. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but it seemed like Jared Leto wanted to do his own kind of thing. It just well, the way did, that the Joker kind of was just the way that the Joker was written. He seemed like a petty criminal and not like not the Batman's arch nemesis, right? Not the guy yeah, that's going to take over the city. Yeah, like I I watch him in that movie, and I'm like, well, of course Batman's going to take you out pretty quickly because you're a chump. I don't feel threatened by you right. at all. Like, and the you're fact that slightly unstable, but you're not a threat. And the to fact Batman. that he's romantically attached yeah. to Harley enough to go after her to save her, to save her, it undercuts his entire character. Yeah, because the Joker doesn't give a fuck about Harley. It adds a and major. That's been, that's been lost in cosplay fair. That they're an actual couple. They're not. She's someone She's that a means works to for an end. him. And is right. delusional, delusional about their relationship. She's right. weak and easily manipulated. How dare you for say him. that about Harley? Quinn. She is, and that's why he keeps her around because she's a fucking chump, and he can do whatever he wants with her. Right. And right. That's they, the, they that's the them, core. They of, made, the, of that relationship. It's not what right. it's become, which is this. They care this about each other loving, equally. Caring thing. It's not. Right. The Joker uses her because. She is a just horrible She'll do any she'll do anything for person. him because she is delusional. Right. And they undercut all of the Joker's scariness and his homicidal nature and his, you know, so, uh, his um sociopathness by making him feel like, "Oh, I, I love her. I need right. to go find her." It gives it's, him it's a, a layer oh, so, it's of horrible. Right. It also a, undercuts It's like David Ayer never read a Joker book in his life. <laughs> it's, it also undercuts an interesting arc that they could give Harley, which is coming to the realization that this is a terrible relationship, and maybe I shouldn't be in love with this guy. Maybe I should stand alone and do things for myself. That's a... Pot, like if, we're, if we, the makers of this brand, are looking to spin this in a positive direction, that's what you do. Yeah, that's really good. That's um, great insight, Ian. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm here yeah, for. I think I think the cool thing about the Joker is there's really nothing that you can do that's going to get to him, you know. Yeah. Like even if you foil his plans, he laughs about it. Don't make him vulnerable by having a love interest. Just just dumb. Come on. Yeah, like that's what makes Batman. That's what makes the heroes vulnerable. Right. Is the fact that they have compassion but, and but they care of, about people and things. But agree. Just take the Joker from the Christopher Nolan trilogy. He doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care right. about money or people or anything. Right. 
and that's why the Joker, out of all the villains, was always my favorite because, like you, he's a sociopath. Yeah, exactly, and he's equally handsome. But he he like, there's nothing that you can do to beat him except kill him, or put him in jail. Like, and the Batman in the comics will absolutely not kill anybody. But as we watch today in our rewatching of BVS before this podcast, that's not a problem for Batfleck. Batfleck. Batfleck has... Or Jeffrey Dahmer in tights. He's got a higher body count than the Joker. Alfred, he gets home and Alfred's like, you need to arrest yourself, Master Wayne. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, does somebody want to go next with their number four? Ian, why don't you give us your number four? Sure, sure. Um, my number four is also Suicide Squad. I have different reasons. I don't have the allergic reaction to Harley Quinn that you do, That's okay. Matt. That's, apparently nobody else on Earth does, but whatever. But I do think that the general plot and situation that they put the Suicide Squad in was pretty terrible. The, yeah. That was that was a problem. That's the- don't forget though how good the first half of that movie is. Like I feel like sometimes we discount how solid that that movie was when it, it started. It's all right, but a lot of it does get undercut, and there are moments like that movie does have moments that I really enjoy. I do enjoy Will Smith as Deadshot. I think that Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang is fun and funny, and they should have probably gave him more to do in that movie. I think I'm a, that the I'm a big CW verse fan. They get a lot of things right, but Captain Boomerang and Arrow miles worse yeah. than Jai Courtney. He was really good as that kind of just crazy Australian beer drinking rough and tumble Captain Boomerang. And these movies, the DC Universe movies, get a lot of shit for not having levity and fun elements jai courtney was funny and had some like throw out all that unicorn nonsense which i thought was stupid he did have some some comedic things that he did and i thought which i didn't i didn't even think that was in that actor's wheelhouse because i saw him as uh kyle reese in (laughs) terminator genesis which genesis which is one of the top five worst movies i've ever seen uh it's right there stands stands tall right next to such favorites like Battlefield Earth Oof. and the Nutcracker. What? I've well, never seen the Nutcracker. Well, what the fuck is the Nutcracker? It's the the musical, like I, the live I, action Nutcracker. Yeah, like it, it. Back in the eighties, we had like a snow day, and my mom took me and my brother to the movie. And we went to the Nutcracker, and we were like, "What the? This fuck? This is one of the worst movies that you've seen." Well, it was when I was probably yeah. like maybe eight we'll years have, old. We're gonna have to do that pod. Top <laughs> top five worst movies. But anyway, the general thrust of the Suicide Squad, which is out of their wheelhouse, the Suicide Squad, they're gritty, street-level criminals that need to just do stuff like assassinate people here and there, maybe rob a bank. Instead, in this movie, we find them fighting Zool, which is totally out of their wheelhouse. Yeah. Right. They should have been way, destroyed. Way out, of their, way out of their pay grade. Especially, especially characters like Harley Quinn, and Captain Boomerang, who didn't really kill anybody with exploding boomerangs or anything fun like that. But Harley Quinn is just a psychopath with a bat. She should have been murdered on sight. So, right there, 
just the general right. and then setup she ended of the up movie. being like the hero. She's the one yeah. that saved the day. It's like give me a break. So just Get the your pigtails out of here. It was just wrong headed to put them up against a a blue vortex in the sky. And Amanda Waller is supposed to be just as smart and deductive and cunning as Bruce Wayne. So when she's like, I'm gonna put together this team of street level criminals to fight an Aztec god. Yeah. I'm like now you've just ruined now you've also ruined Amanda Waller. Who was one of the best things about that movie. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there were things that I can take away from Suicide Squad. A lot of good ca- that I really like casting in, in Suicide Squad. I loved Will Smith as Deadshot because I know Will Smith can bring the serious. He, I like, and he can be like I wanted to see him really dig into being a bad guy. Yeah, I or liked least, all the Diablo stuff too, guy. except yeah, whenever I he became stuff too. A when he also became a fire Aztec. god. God, that was nonsense. Um, I didn't have a problem with Harley Quinn. I like the aesthetic of the Enchantress. I thought it was really creepy Agreed. and weird. Yeah. So I there like were a too. lot of hits in that movie, but just too many misses to put it high on this yep. list. That's fair. Paul, number four. Number four is uh, BVS. Batman versus Superman. Um, and similar to, to what we were just saying, um, some hits, but too many misses. Uh, we just watched it. Uh, I watched it before we started <laughs> recording this, and as you guys came over, you know, you both caught, you know, large chunks of it. And the whole time we're watching it, like we're we're asking ourselves, we're like, we're like, whoa, wait, wait. So, how did this? How do we get here? Whose motivation is this? How did this guy affect this? There are it's 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 just a poorly constructed movie. A lot of our Suicide Squad gripes are superficial. They're uh, personal preference type gripes. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the movie being, the, the way the movie was constructed, it makes sense. There's not a lot of plot holes. It's not great. Uh, you know, guys that shoot guns shouldn't be fighting gods that can take over the Earth. But everything naturally leads up to that. Right. But Batman vs Superman, it's nothing but questions on top of questions. It's the audience is left to rationalize. Uh, how did this happen? Well, I think it's because of this, but maybe it's because of this. Even There's, as we watched it, we were arguing about things that should have been clearly presented that we were actively looking for answers to questions. And it's still up for debate. I feel like instead of BVS, it should be B question mark S. And there are it, there's a clear dichotomy of oh, this this scene was from Man of Steel two, and then oh well, this is when they decided to and this make scene it, is from to mash Batman into this. This scene is from Trinity. Yeah, it is. It's a filmmaking cinema disaster. There are. Nothing makes sense. Um, like the the storytelling is all over the board. You can you shouldn't have to rationalize why something is the way that it is. Um, it's a problem that I've had with the prequels lining up with the original Star Wars trilogy for a lot of years. I shouldn't need to go watch an animated series to know why something is what or. 
I don't I don't want to have to say, well, I understand how George Lucas wrote these chronologically in real time. So this kind of isn't going to match up with this. I don't want that in my movie universe. And Batman v Superman is full of I don't know how we got to C from A and B. So that's and that's not not even taking into consideration all of my personal preference dislikes being a huge DC fan not even calling into question Zack Snyder's hate of Superman uh, his misuse of the brightest most hopeful character in all of comics and just making him sad his soundtrack every time Superman's on screen he may as well be listening to Death Cab for Cutie he is miserable from the fucking start he kind of tries to smile in the bathtub scene with Lois, but it's on his mind that the the media thinks he killed a bunch of people in the Middle East, but he really didn't. He's miserable from the start. You, we never get the Superman Henry Cavill should be. They're hanging Superman in effigy in this movie. There's signs that say things like super death. It's just, it's bananas over the top. Hatred and, of Superman. You know, and I, I under you can rationalize why Martha brings them together. It makes no sense. I don't. You know uh, who who put this movie first? Um, hold on. Let me Ryan? look at my list. It wasn't Ryan. Uh, Ron Tatry. Ron, I'm really I'm really um, glad that you participated and that you <laughs> like this movie. But there is no way in blue fuck that. Clark saying Martha when he's dying makes sense. No one, no one would ever say their mother's real name. He'd say, my mom. There's, we analyzed the scene Gotta an hour ago. Mom. There's, there's no, in, in no way would he ever say Martha out loud. Uh, Lois shows up. Lois wouldn't say Martha. Lois would also say his mom. We need to save his mom because that's, that's, More likely, that Lois something. would have. No, this is what would happen. Lois would need a beat because she just fucking met Clark Kent and would be like, Martha. It's shoehorn. Hmm, gee. You know what? I don't know. Kill him. It's shoe. <laughs> it's, it's the, the name Martha is so shoehorned in there. And the writers, I'm, I'm sure the writers had the same conversation because they're not dumb guys. But there's no way, there's just no way for Clark to say his mother's name in order to get Batman. Like, no no one on the planet, unless you don't have a functional relationship with your mother, calls your mother by the real name. And he's, save Martha. Batman's first response should be, who the fuck is Martha? He but sh- if Clark says, you have to save my mother, then, he'll, then Batman will be like, oh, I also had a mother. That still affects me enough that I dress up like a bat every fucking night. That, that's more meaningful than just the fact that they're... Both their mother's names are Martha. Um, shit tons of stuff wrong with this movie. Subjective and otherwise. It's easily, easily number four. For you. For me. Yes. Easily number four for me. Matt, number three. Ian, did you have something else? I heard your mouth make a noise. No, I was just I was helping dish the ball over to Matt. Got the ball. Uh, number number three is Man of Steel. Man of Steel isn't isn't aging great. Hey, no, no, no. I, I let, let you rail. Yeah, yeah. I, let I him talk. Fuckface. I, I want. I want. I want to 
but I also need another beer. You need a beer to hear this? I'm, I'm out. Well, we, okay, we don't pause, so make it quick. Go for it. So, uh, I'm also going to shit on Man of Steel, so... Should we talk about something else for a minute, or...? Continue. Okay, so Man of Steel is number three, and frankly, it's not aging that great, in my opinion. I'm a little harder on it than I used to be, uh, especially given that it's supposed to be the kickoff of the of the DC cinematic U because it really doesn't feel like it's part of anything. At least the other three movies all feel connected. So Matt, your your Man of Steel's your three. Yeah. Ian, does that also mean Man of Steel's your three? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Wow. It's lucky that it wasn't four. Really? Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it, but Matt, continue. Well, since it's also your number three, Ian, jump in and we can okay, kind of... Yeah, I guess we can, we can... We'll do it at the same time. Um, Man of Steel, I didn't... I, I was less enthusiastic about it than either of you when we went to see it. I... Over the years, there has been not a... Maybe, like, almost zero rewatchability for me. There's nothing that I ever want to go back and see Man of Steel unless it is a homework assignment where we are <laughs> going back and going to actively argue about this. And even today, I had it sitting there and I just couldn't bring myself to watch it because there's nothing really that I enjoy about it. I don't like the depiction of Pa and Ma Kent. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love... Um, not that Henry Cavill is inadequate as the Man of Steel... But I think that he isn't, even in his own movie, he isn't given a lot to do. It's very much... It's clear that Zack Snyder doesn't really like or respect this character, well, and it comes across. I, go ahead. I'm not going to agree with that. Okay, uh, go ahead. But uh, it, it's definitely a Superman Begins kind of thing, just like Wonder Woman's a Wonder Woman Begins kind of story. Just like the revered Batman and, Begins. Right. Um, but there's a lot of things about Superman, like a lot of... Uh, things that that you take for granted that make Superman Superman. And one of those things is, you know, he's Clark Kent, wears the glasses, works at the Daily Planet, and that's part of it. And we don't even, we don't see that. And part of it's because it's the whole origin thing, but I don't know if any of that was necessary, where he becomes a vagabond and, and, you know, he's trying to find his place in the world. I'm not sure that that's very interesting to me as opposed to I feel like it's fine for him to to struggle with his identity as a young person in Smallville and then get and then when he starts to get it then he gets to the big city and then he has to do it all over again I I just don't know if like you know saving oil rigs and and hitchhiking in in Alaska is necessary I I don't see what that brings to Superman Um, you know, and obviously like all the other flaws are well documented, you know, as far as the, the destruction and the, the disregard for human life and all that crap, which, you know what, whatever, I don't even In retrospect, I think the fact that we do come and address that in Batman versus Superman, I think that that is, it, it doesn't hit me the same way as it did through the first viewing. Yeah, Because kinda. it is directly addressed. It is, it's, but it feels heavy-handed when it is addressed. It's almost like... I almost wish they would just not address it. Just move forward. But um, 
you know, I was always kind of critical of the soundtrack because I feel like, man, Superman is the most iconic song out of any superhero that's ever existed. And, and, and not only that, but I feel like it's the most perfect soundtrack, at least main theme song ever in the history of movies. And I mean, to, you know, what Hans Zimmer did is okay. You know, it, it works, but like it should still be that main theme when they did Batman. I mean, Superman returns in 08, I believe it was. And, um, and they brought that, that music back and, you know, they made it kind of this weird sequel to what the second movie kind of, um, it, it, that probably was a misstep by trying to shoehorn it in with a franchise that kind of didn't age as beautifully as like, say star Wars did when they, you know, try to do a sequel 30 years later. But I do think that Brian Singer taking those super duper iconic moments, yeah, theme music, the opening title, all yeah. that stuff was right headed. That was it, in the correct direction. It was. As a matter of fact, I think Superman Returns is significantly better than Man of Steel. And I know that's probably not a very popular opinion, but it's the right opinion. It it's it you know what it has that Man of Steel lacks, I think is uh there's there's heart to it where I actually even though, you know, some of the casting I thought was a bit off like Lois Lane and and same thing you feel about Man of Steel. So those wash yeah. each other out. True. But I, I felt Amy like... Amy Adams actually was a decent Lois Lane. There was nothing wrong with her performance. Um, actually, you know what? I'd probably put her right on par with... Um, oh, what's her Jared name? Jared Leto. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, what was the girl's name? Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth, yeah. Oh, um, I, I think that she's way better. A much um, more memorable, superior performance. Like, Amy Adams... No, I, that's what I think. No, there was a bug flying in my oh, face okay. and I moved my oh, head. Oh, I thought Sorry. you were being snarky. No, no. Amy, Amy he, Adams... He was. Is there was an, no bug. In, like, is a rabid reporter who goes to, yeah. you know, Antarctica or wherever it. the hell the Kryptonian ship is. Like, that... that she comes across as what we've all read Lois Lane to be. Right. She's much feistier and, and, but you know what? The Kate Bosworth one kind of was too, by putting herself in situations. She like kind of, you know, sneaks on, uh, Lex Luthor's ship. She wasn't supposed to be there, you know, maybe okay. not to the same degree, but yeah, you know, I think they kind of got the essence of the character, right? I just don't think from a visual perspective, either one was quite right, but whatever, that's not the point. Like the point is, I think that, Superman Returns had a heart to it. It had a just a not to sound like Kevin Smith, Paul, but it had an earnestness to it that I really liked. There was there was I cared about those characters. Not that I was completely uncaring about the ones in Man of Steel, but the ones in Superman Returns felt so much more genuine. I was so much more invested. Everything from even like Brandon Ralph's peeping Tom, where he's like. <laughs> hovering outside the house realizing like that should be his family in there you know and 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 it wasn't and um you know like him with his with his moments with his with his mom on the farm and and coming back into Lois Lane's life there was 
just a lot of genuineness to it. But there, anyway, there, there, yeah, there was um, there was a lot of like genuine. I'm going to blow up your whole family because I'm back now. The biggest problem with that movie is that the hero is James Marsden. Yeah, the hero is uh, you can make that Perry White for sure. Yeah, nephew, son. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, James Marsden. Let's just call him Professor Xavier's prize. James dude. Marsden is constantly without powers. You know, risking his life, throwing himself into 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 situations. Right. He has been taking care of Lois for, and the kid right. for years. He is the hero. He and there's of that nothing movie. despicable about that character. He's genuinely a good dude that he we should be rooting the for. Best character in that movie. And I love Brandon Ralph. I thought he was a great casting besides his brown eyes and his weird, hideous blue contacts that they made him wear. Um, he's great as Ray Palmer in the in Legends on, on the CW. Um, but he just, um, you know, next to James Marsden in that movie, he was just lesser. Yeah, I don't know about and, that, but... Oh, but but James Marsden was great. Hey, look, just because one guy is great doesn't mean the other one can't be too. He was, he was, but he just wasn't as great. They were because both... you're like, hey, here's Superman. He's fucking Superman. He takes a bullet in the eye, but James Marsden can't take a bullet in the eye. Yeah, yeah, I and get he it. He is, he is out there just making it happen. I realize that, and he and he does it even after he realizes he's losing the girl. And he's still risking his life. But for that her. shouldn't it shouldn't even be in question. It what? shouldn't even be in question. It's that a problem. There is with someone the... challenging Superman's eth- ethics and morality. Yeah, perhaps, but I, I no, don't know. There's no perhaps. But that's I don't it. I don't think he's challenging it. It's just you can have like two characters that have like elements of heroism or good qualities like that's okay like don't forget the the things that superman does in that movie you know he he lifts like an island filled with kryptonite up and and into space all at the risk of you know we all i mean as an audience we don't think he's gonna die but it looks like he's gonna die from it he completely sacrificed himself yes for the girl that he loves but like the whole city as well and James Marsden flies into a crumbling fake kryptonite planet to save a to girl. save his his girlfriend right or who's wishy washy about their relationship and it's Superman. complicated and he saves Superman yeah. risking his life his wife's and Superman's to get them all out of there so based in the the story of that movie James Marsden if he was able to lift an island into the sun he would also do it. So, anyway. So that's our, our number, yeah, number three. Number three is Man of Steel. Paul, what's your number three? The Suicide Squad. What do you want to say about Suicide mentioned. Squad? Uh, yeah, bad third act. You know, these... Well, the premise. Bad my, second half. My, big, my biggest problem with Suicide Squad is that these are despicable people. Um, if you want to read Suicide Squad, go read Gail Simone's run of Secret Six. That is the best version of Deadshot, Bane, um, Scandal, Catman. That is... Ragdoll. Yeah, a handful of, 
handful of those characters weren't in Suicide Squad, but that's the best story told of just morally gray people that are completely self-consumed. Um, they'll, you know, Deadshot still sticks his neck out to save his daughter, but other than that, he's fucking prostitutes. He's doing drugs. He is not. He's a just a reprehensible guy. He's or a still regular killing. Joe, you know, whatever. He's still still murdering for money. No compunction against it. Like they're they're bad people, and I understand why. You know, releasing a mainstream movie, they couldn't make them as bad as they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But it's out of character for who those characters are at their core. They're horrible people. So like that just undercut everything in Suicide Squad for me from the start. And then with um they're they're just out of their league at the end. Like it should have been a heist movie. They need to break in somewhere, they need to get a prisoner out, they need to, you know, score, you know, some like dirty bomb or something. They shouldn't be going up against a the, god. You know who and in they that universe you know who they should have been going up against? The Joker. That would have been interesting. Or they should have been trying to get, like, do some kind of uh, prison break, but as it turns out, somehow the Joker was the thing that they were breaking out right. without. That would have been interesting right. and on, like, in their pay grade. And why isn't, why isn't Wonder Woman coming around? There's, you know, gods, you know, ready to take over the world. Why isn't Wonder Woman around? Superman's dead at the time. Uh, this is beyond Batman's pay grade, so that's understandable. But I mean, Wonder Woman could step in and be like, "Hey, I'm the fucking daughter of Zeus. Let's let's yeah. let's do this." I I understand the the real world, you know, problems, you know, money, filming, all that. I get it. But it if would be building- hilarious if the end scene, they're all in like the throne room or whatever the fuck's happening, and you just hear that Wonder Woman guitar break in. Wow, she wow, just wow. jumps in there, lasses them all up, and she's like, <laughs> movie's over. See ya. <laughs> Credits. But my, my, my point is that you can, you can write that better so that you don't need to create a situation where you're asking yourselves, oh, well, if Captain America's in trouble... Why isn't he calling all of his superhero buddies to help him? If it was a heist movie, if it was all about like them, they break the Joker out, he turns on them, they need to fight with the Joker to get out. Just as like just as dramatic and a more, more personal more dramatic. <laughs> a more personal story to be told with the characters. So I, I, I think they just they just kinda dropped the ball with it. Visually, though, just like a lot of stuff in BVS, looks great. Looks great, but story-wise, wasn't feeling it. Matt, number two. Um, Batman v Superman. Interesting. It- <laughs> you big dummy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it the way that you do. I disagreed with a lot of what you said about it. Uh, it's, it is. I mean, obviously, having just watched it, it is not a flawless movie. It is not without its warts. That's it for sure. It is Batman you, and Superman versus Logic. I said, "What's that?" I asked Matt what he disagreed with that I said. Um, because I didn't think anything I said was disagreeable. It's fact. <laughs> well, uh, y- you form a case. This can't be subjective. 
Well, uh, frankly, a lot of the reasons why I like why I form my list is a very subjective thing. Like I'm not I'm not like rating these on like, well, how's the writing in this and how is like, you know, how the plot structure. Like I realize Suicide Squad has a better plot structure than Batman v Superman. It probably makes more sense than Batman v Superman. But I enjoy Batman v Superman better maybe because of like some almost intangibles like first of all the cinematography in Batman v Superman is unparalleled it's the best in all four movies it's a good looking movie it's a really good looking movie it it is a dark movie too and i don't love that it's a dark movie as it's, much it's, as as much as i beat it up a lot of a lot of cool stuff in there too a lot of really neat Zack stuff Zack Snyder was able to make the uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne slaying that we've seen a million times look awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was the best representation of it. It was cool that it was the beginning of the movie with the credits and slow motion. And <coughs> usually, they got Negan in that piece to do some some yucking up, some protecting of little Brucey Bruce. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, look. There, Zack Snyder uses a lot of slow motion. He's just as melodramatic with it as Peter Jackson is. Watch that last Lord of the Rings movie. Holy shit. If you played that in regular motion, it'd be a 45-minute long movie. Seriously. Lord of the Rings short. It's true. And so you have, you have a lot of this melodrama, but it still worked. But the movie had a, a really like somber soundtrack. It had a, a color palette that that just w- was desaturated to the point of like sadness and Superman unable to crack a smile. I realize these are all flaws. I was gonna say, is this your but, but there's no, there's something about it. There's a certain identity to it that that I can appreciate. Like it's it's definitely a dark movie, but it's like the dawn of justice. It's almost like this. There's a world that that needs the Justice League to come together. This is the start of it. There's things are not okay, and maybe like this is why the the, the world is so flawed and kind of like fucked up and unhappy because it wasn't any Superman's melodramatic and Batman's a murderer. Because it wasn't it wasn't any happier <laughs> in in Man of Steel. Yeah, and Batman is a murderer. But there's, there's reason for it. Batman is a psychopath in this movie, and I also have it in the same slot, but the brutalization of the yeah. criminals, the bat branding, just so that they, the criminals are treated even worse once they get into jail a, is psychotic. There's, <laughs> there's a story in Man of Steel of why... Clark Kent is the way he is, where he's going. There's a projection to that character in Man of Steel. And it's just Batman super uninteresting. Superman, as much as that is you may think that is, by the time they get to Batman v Superman, it is Dower City. Superman is yeah. not any kind of recognizable Superman we've ever seen before, except when he's the evil flicking peanuts at the mirror guy in Superman three. And Batman is a straight up murdering psychopath. No, he's the same dude from Man of Steel. He's he's 
Man of Steel was not sunshine and rainbows either. Because we didn't get where that movie was going. By the time you get to the end of Man of Steel, you're on the tracks of, okay, we've gone through Superman Begins, and now we're getting to traditional Superman. But I think that's a lot of projection because we never see any of that. So that's just yeah, that's, you putting exactly. a lot of hope right. on what could possibly be the next movie. Right, you're doing what you say you hate being forced to do is project like, well, you know, rationalize, the, the, rationalize this or that, even though you don't see anything to actually support that necessarily. I think, I think we do see what supports it in that last scene when he drops the satellite in front of the general's car. You always when, point to that, but that's like a teeny tiny like morsel of like nothing. It is, but he makes a little joke, you get a little cheek, and you get more of a Christopher Reeve Superman sense because regardless of what we talk about tonight, Christopher Reeve is the Superman model. Yeah, we all agree You that. that is the most Christopher Reeve-ish you see that Henry Cavill Superman ever is in that moment. And then Batman v Superman just takes a 180 with it. He's miserable the whole time. And we don't, we don't ever don't get to see... One- it's 180 with that final scene, but not with the progression it's, of Man of Steel as a film. Dude, and he's dude, not that he's not a no, miserable dour character in Man of Steel. He's, he's, he's always learning. Yeah, he's yeah. always doubting. He has a lot of doubt. He's because, because he's, he's even being told by his parents, like, eh, don't save people. Because he's learning. He's still he hasn't even developed all of his powers halfway through Man of Steel. Right. He's still becoming yeah. Superman. But the, it's not the magical transformation in Superman the movie where he goes to the fortress and then 20 years later, oh, it's a fully formed guy who's supposedly been mm, in is. isolation for kinda. 20 years without any human contact and now he's the perfect guy. Once he walked out of the out of the spaceship in Man of Steel, he's walking with the suit on and he's Superman right away. Like he was flying and all that shit. He gets, he gets the suit he teaches himself how to fly. He's yeah. he's still learning. He's still developing. This is a deconstructed version of and, Superman's learning process. It's not, boom, here we go. Now we're saving Lois from Paul, a helicopter because we're the perfect Right, hero. but the biggest problem is most of the learning that we see is don't show yourself to the world. You don't owe the world anything. Sometimes That's people, from BVS. Some, you can't use that. Sometimes, sometimes you can't save everybody. Sometimes people have to die. Yeah. Don't show, yeah. Don't show yourself to the world. Don't come out here and save me during this tornado. Let me die. Yeah, and that's what he's struggling with that entire movie. So when he makes the decision to step forward, like he's going against everything that his parents have told him, which is another flaw in BVS that we saw tonight that you guys fucking stroke your dicks to. That Superman. So in Man of we put, Steel, we put it number two on this list. In like, Man of Steel, that we, uh, this list of out of four, four. Right. you guys, <laughs> you guys beat your dicks up to Wait. this movie. No, 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 no. If anybody's beating their dicks to any movie, it's you to Man of Steel. It is because it's a it's right. a really good movie. No, so it's, but it's not. Who's, but okay, whose dick beating yeah, is more is, appropriate here? Whose okay. dick is more beaten? Is the question. Here is and here is the final answer to this argument. You're you're you're. Wait, don't I get to say something if it's an argument? Your um, your arguments against this are subjective. You don't like the way they portrayed Ma and Pa Kent. 
But well, you'll give us the that's definitive. Your idea. I am. I am going to right now with what's wrong with Batman versus Superman. Okay. All three Man of Steel, Pa Kent is like, don't be Superman. Don't show your powers. Don't show your powers. Pa Kent is going to die. And he's like, Clark, don't you fucking dare expose yourself. And then, magically, in Batman v Superman, the dialogue is, well, my father always wanted me to put the suit on and be Superman. Which never fucking happened. Right, right. Because Batman v Superman is a fucking clusterfuck of it's it's just mess. It's a mess of writing. It's a mess of storytelling. None of it lines up. That doesn't up. improve Man of Steel one iota. It's still also a sad sack of a film. Yeah, but Batman v Superman at least hits some high points of rewatchability. Point. There's nothing in Man that's, of Steel that no. anybody could ever want to fucking Ian, watch again. That's my Pa Kent telling Superman not to be Superman. Nobody wants to see that except you. That's my point. Okay. You don't like Man of Steel because. It's subjective. You don't like the way they tell that story. You like Batman v Superman. It's rewatchable, but technically, it's a mess. Right. You watched it with me tonight, and you agree that technically it's a mess. And that's the point I'm making. Like you, like I'm not gonna hate on subjective hatred. Yeah, that's fine. That's all these lists are. It's all subjective stuff. But. Batman v Superman is not a well-constructed movie. No, and that's, and that's not my, my point. point. That's Man not Steel, my point either. Man of Steel, it's just a more entertaining one. Yeah, it is. For you guys. Man of Steel <laughs> is... Like, oh, oh, oh. Man of Steel is a well-written, thought-out movie. It all makes sense. It all lines up in that universe. You may not like it. A lot of term papers make sense and are well thought out. They're hey, just not entertaining, man. Medical yeah, journals. that was my point earlier tonight. Schindler's List... Amazing movie. Rewatchability, zero. Makes you sad. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea. Good movie. I'll never watch it again because it's super sad. The, the, Much but, like Man right, of Steel. But the, the story, the through line, everything in Man of Steel lines up with everything else. It is one coherent movie from start to finish, except when the when Zod invites Lois up on the ship. That's the only only fucking plot hole in that movie and it's bonkers and I can't even rationalize it. Here's here's the thing that makes the low bar for our arguments about DC films is that we're arguing, do they make sense or not? <laughs> like, that's a shitty thing to have to argue about film. Right, but yeah. Man of Steel does make sense. It just doesn't entertain anyone. Well, right, and that's that's it doesn't entertain you, it entertains me, but that's complete subjectivity and that's okay. Um... Okay. You now we've okay. we we got a BVS at number okay. one tonight. Yeah, I mean that's total insanity. <laughs> we can all but agree it's, but it's, on total but it's insanity. Subjective and like you, we can't argue subjectivity. So we do it every week. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh man, I forgot what I was going to say, Paul. You talked for so long there. I I forgot. More pros to BVS. Well. Batman versus Superman was a byproduct of the events that happened in God's greatest gift to cinema, a.k.a. Man of Steel. And that was the complete destruction of a city and the people and all that stuff. So, of course, it created a darker world. All the people that lived through that and they saw this alien, you know, somewhat responsible for all these innocent lives being lost and the destruction of a city. 
they're going to react to it. And they try to make the reaction kind of realistic by actually addressing a flaw in the movie, I think. Like, I don't think that was, like, going to be the projection of these movies. Well, you know, we'll have all this crazy destruction, and then we'll address it later. I think that was a little bit of a a misstep on Man of, in Man of Steel by killing so many people without any, like, acknowledgement to it. So Batman v Superman needs to acknowledge that because of fan backlash to it. And and I think they did it pretty well. They actually had Superman addressing it in Congress. There were certain people that felt like he needed to be put in check. Not a whole lot different than God's other greatest gift to, to superhero cinema, Civil War. Batman or Bruce Wayne in the beginning of Batman he, v Superman running into the rubble. Right. Running into Metropolis. It's 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 great. It's cool. It, the the whole scene, you know, that whole bit of the movie is really really good. It is, and and it's cool to see like what you saw in Man of Steel from a different perspective. Suddenly, it ties Man of Steel in with this greater universe, which I think I said when we first started talking about Man of Steel. It never felt like it was part of a bigger thing until Batman v Superman, whereas all the other movies definitely feel connected. I, I think that's a little bit of an unfair criticism to Man of Steel because they didn't have all the pieces in place by the time... No, they, they didn't, uh, but there were certain things that, you know, it's not like you have you to throw Ben... You can't on Man of Steel because how it, of how it connects to everything else. Look at it as just Man of Steel. You can think it's not entertaining enough, or you, you think Superman's too sad and he shouldn't kill people. That's fine. That's mm -hmm. all in the context of the movie. But right. you can't be like... We didn't. We didn't see connectivity to the greater DC cinematic. You, that's that's unreasonable criticism. Why is that an unreasonable criticism? Considering one of these movies connects all the three characters together, and it it binds Wonder Woman with Batman with Superman because Aquaman. it was going to be a slow burn, and then DC. DC or Warner Brothers lost their minds and rushed everything else. That's why BVS is two movies. There, there are clearly scenes that are from Man of Steel 2, and then there's all the Batman stuff pushed into it. Right. And that's exactly and what happened. After, ba after Man of Steel, Man of Steel 2 was on the books. And then all of a sudden, Man of Steel 2 became Batman v Superman. And then grew into trinity essentially yeah basically adding wonder woman but the i guess like that's why i like batman the superman because i like the bits with wonder woman yep. and batman like i honestly didn't like man of steel yep. could care less about superman and didn't care all that much that this representation of superman wasn't really the the parts of bvs that he was in they weren't all that good well i didn't care because yeah, well, I didn't like that that particular I, character anyway. I was more invested in Superman in this than I was in Man of Steel. Like I felt like when he sacrificed himself at the end to defeat Doomsday, you know, it harkens back to the to the death of Superman storyline, and he says goodbye to Lois, and he goes and he kills Doomsday with his with his final act. I thought that that was actually pretty powerful. Yeah, and then seeing the funeral and the, the dual funerals, and you know, seeing. You know, city mourn for him versus like just his his family. But don't you think it's a gigantic mix, misstep that they kind of play Superman as also like a like a controversial character that he is equally hated as loved? I think that kind of, but they, 
what are they going to do? Look at what Man of Steel was. Like, of course... I he, understand he that, but so I, many people. You can still the Avengers Superman got away. Didn't kill anyone. The Avengers got away except with except Zod in that movie. Yeah, the Avengers. There was a, there was a, there was uh, right, but there was a definite, um, I think, palpability. I, I sorry, <laughs> what a palpability like a the palpability. Pa- what am I trying to say? It was tan- well, like a it was t- tangible. Yeah, it was tangible. A tangibility? No, like it's a palpability. Palpability. Palpable. Palpability. Feel palpability is whenever you just like Man of Steel a lot. Yeah, no, a, pal- a, a, a palpability is when you love twenties noir pal- novels. Yeah, right. Home <laughs> run. I okay. So there was a there was a, a palpability. There was a palpability to the death and the destruction in Man of Steel when as opposed Superman to the was Avengers smoking a cigarette with some. The sun coming through the blinds. All black and white, yeah. These broads in their destructed city. <laughs> Look at the gams on Lois. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, but you can also, like, you could probably handle that and address that in the first Yeah, but, but five don't forget, of... Ian, don't forget, the, the, don't the critics... Don't Listen, the critics of Man of Steel were all over that movie right. talking about, like... All the death and the destruction, and like to the point where Zack Snyder had to address it. Take out it the Saudi Arabia nonsense and just add a little bit of like sorrow and sadness to BVS. For the, to BVS, just like instead of that yeah, confusing yeah, I agree. garbage, yeah, like put in like a montage where people are sad, but you know. It's Superman, and you see kids running around. And I he think saved, it totally. He saved all of us. He I saved it, the world, and it's sad that people died. Yep. But thank well, God that you know, Superman what, was there. Put Zach that Snyder, in there, and then that wipes out that criticism right. instantly. What Zack Snyder should have done after that criticism, criticism, has would should have been like, you know what? Fuck all of you. I'm gonna kill more people in the next movie because if Superman and General Zod really existed and that's what they're going for in this DC cinematic universe is realism real world affectations if they really existed millions of people would die Paul, and that was an accurate that, representation and he should be unapologetic for it Paul Fuck that you, is what he did in that movie we yeah were it is Batman killed thousands of people with his bare hands <laughs> thousands yeah, yeah no but there, there was a was, line of people and he would just kill them yeah, one after was, another was, snap neck snap neck he was apologetic about the Metropolis disaster but yeah he had no no problem killing people with Batman just mowing people down. Right. They yeah. were all so the he bad did what guys. What wanted though. him to do? They I wanted bad it guys. to be the, the more in the critics. The, the death of innocence. Congress. Sensitive fucking ass critics. I wanted it to be. People complain about the death of I wanted the screen to go black and Zack Snyder to come on and be like, "Fuck you guys," and then back to the movie. But you you realize people were upset because all these innocent lives died. Like, granted, yeah, Batman, that's what happened. Ah, Superpower, dude, just Aliens stop interrupting. Up. Stop interrupting. Stop talking. You've talked enough. So, people like they don't they don't care about. Um, well, okay, they do. Batman killing bad guys, misstep. Right? We don't like that because that's not the Batman from the comics. Yeah. But. It's not. It, it's not. I don't think the lightning rod that, like thousands of innocent lives being snuffed out during this, you know, fist fight by Superman and Zod, created. And 
I mean, shit, people reacted to that so negatively, it affected the trajectory of the follow-up movie. Like, that's unbelievable. To the point where, like, that was the main through line of the movie. That's That was Batman's motivation by addressing the way, you know, Superman handled his business. The criticism was so large palpable, and overwhelming if you will. <laughs> and palpable that... Even the Marvel movies were like, oh, shit, we got to get out yeah. in front of this shit yeah, right. and address that's all of it in all the Avengers, the Avengers movies. Yep. And that's something that's a problem that, that comes up for the I Avengers. I don't give a shit how it affected BVS. I think they handled it well in BVS. I like that it was a plot point. I love seeing Batman run into the destruction. Uh, but as far as Man of Steel is concerned, that's the card that Zack Snyder decided to play. Realism. How is this going to happen in the real world? How are we going to have a Superman in 2014 or whenever the fuck that movie yeah, came out? The f- and it worked out. That's what would happen. It would be complete disaster. It mm-hmm. would be tragedy, disaster. And it, you know, everyone acts like everyone acts like Superman just doesn't give a shit. Superman's just like buzzing people with his heat vision as he's trying to defeat Zod, helping kill people. Superman tries to get Zod out of the city. Zod says, I'm going to kill everybody here because you killed my only hope for my people. It is a dire, brutal, tragic situation. And it's handled maybe a little too real world for a lot of sensitive Sallys out there, but it's handled... It's handled realistically. And I fucking love it why don't we move on to uh where are we at <laughs> we're at number two no 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 no. yeah no, that no, was no. number two that was number two but that was number two for yeah what's your number us. two paul what's your number my number two? two is wonder woman what's and, your number two matt and we talked your like, number two batman v superman batman, and your youtube batman v superman number two yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah wonder woman it was cool i really yeah. liked it uh third act Really fell apart. Didn't do what I wanted it to do. Not to give Wonder Woman short shrift, but we talked a lot about Wonder Woman last week, and I think our thoughts are felt. So, yeah. All the stuff that you want to hear, good and bad, about Wonder Woman, I think that we cover yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Wonder Woman, <clears throat> Wonder Woman was first, I think, on every list that we got. and um, Well, not every list. Not every list. Oh, that's right. That's right. Almost every list, and um, everyone that put Wonder Woman number one just didn't watch these movies close enough. Well, I disagree <laughs> with that just based on the lists that both Matt and myself have. I'm kidding. But, I'm kidding, clearly. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Um, um, yeah, 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 I'm kidding. There, Wonder, there Wonder, is a problem. Wonder Woman, great, great movie. Um, like, no... No plot hiccups, no weird plot holes, uh, no goofy stuff in the writing and the, you know, in the in the the general movie making of it. Yeah, the know? worst things that we could say about it can be said about, you know, a handful of Marvel movies, a handful of just general t- movies like that. And all so. and any criticism of Wonder Woman is purely subjective. My yeah. only problem with it was I wanted, I didn't want. A bad. A, a, I didn't want her to fight Ares at the end. I wanted Ares. I yeah. wanted it to be the bigger worldwide problem of, I can't punch an end to this. I need to keep fighting for humanity 
because Ares is he's seeped into all of all of man's world at this point. Right. I need to keep fighting for humanity because I believe in them. And I think that's a bigger message, a stronger message for why Wonder Woman's been doing what she's been doing from the 20s all the way up until BVS and she's still fighting that fight. That speaks more to her character to me than I'm going to punch this guy out and then the war is going to be over. Because if you get rid of the god of war, then what's up with the rest of the wars that happened? Why didn't that? she stop World War II? Or the Korean Wait, War. Wait, well, hold, or hold the, on. Or hold the on. Aztec fire god in Suicide Squad. The, the message of the movie was that people are responsible for war and evil things. Like, Right, the, but it would have been hammered home more if there wasn't an actual god of war that she it, killed. It was hammered home just fine. I so Matt didn't see Wonder what? Woman. <laughs> I disagree with that, Matt. I know you saw it, but you didn't see it. No, I I saw it, and I it's and the th- it's the theme of that movie, but it's undercut whenever you physically punch the god of war and kill him. I don't know about that. I think the moments where Steve Trevor has like where she's like, why why are they still fighting? And he and he has that breakdown where he explains it. Maybe people aren't always good, you know. Maybe they just aren't. And I think that's then, crystal clear. It is. And then she quits. Well, we don't know. No, she does because the because Steve Trevor and his buddies go keep fighting and she just languishes in that tower until David Thewlis shows up and he's like, <laughs> twirly mustache, I'm the real god of war. And then they fight. And that spurs her into keeping fighting the big bad. Right. She's done at that point. Steve's like, hey, these are bad dudes. We got to fix this. I'm going to sacrifice myself. She's like, but I beat Ares. Yeah, well, I don't Steve know what Trevor happened. was a lot so more... your point is not clear. Yeah, like, that's the yeah, most ridiculous thing you've said on the show. <laughs> Matt, I just... Well, it's, I just, it's amazing. Wait, how fucking dare you, Paul? He said right. a host of ridiculous yeah, things. Yeah, Matt, yeah, where do you get off? I can't believe you thought that that was crystal clear that, like, that... She, she was done. Paul, she was done. He leaves. He's like, Paul, hey, we got a water fight. And she just, she stands up there all sad. It's hard to She's believe done. that you know that I've said anything at all on this podcast because you don't stop talking. It's crystal clear because she is is still incredibly naive. She came off of the island, uh, Paradise Island, as it's known here on the McSauce Comic The podcast. Mascara. The Mascara, a.k.a. Paradise Island. She comes there. She's very naive. She doesn't get it yet. She just doesn't understand yet. Steve Trevor does. Like, he didn't buy into this Ares shit. Like, he knew that people were fucking dicks. But then Ares shows up, man, and proves her point. He he does, and then he explains to her, it. W- I'm not the one that causes the wars. I just kind of th- float an idea out there. It's people. They do it themselves. I just give them the, a little nudge. It's it's not confusing. It's not hidden. I, I never said it was hidden. It was It's undercut of the theme of the movie. I, I just agree. I don't so, agree. Okay. That's, that's fine. But um, so yeah. they're in, they're in the <laughs> trench. They're getting. They can't past no man's land they just can't do it soldiers can't do it um diana regardless of uh aries people in danger people like people are in danger she's gonna do it she needs the help regardless she's still naive this is before she kills the german guy before the meeting with aries this is way 
way before. This is before she's had a man inside her. This is way, <laughs> this is well before. The hero's journey, I think it's called. <laughs> and she's still, she's still there for the people. People are dying. A war's being fought. She stands up to help regardless. She's got the moral compass. But you're saying it's okay when she, after she kills the German guy in the tower, she stops, and that's fine. Even though she's already proved earlier in the movie that when people are fighting and people are in danger, she's going to go help regardless. Mm-hmm. But you're saying it's okay in the Well, end. that's different, too, because that's when she's seeing it like firsthand. She's seeing these people right there. Like When she knew that people were fighting, when she's staying on the tower, she's just hearing things in the background. She doesn't. It's not like right in front of her face. And she does like kind of pull herself together. It's a they mo- were on the tarmac right behind her. Who? Innocent people? The Germans and the Americans. They were fighting on the tarmac right behind her. I don't think it was Steve Trevor and his buddies and the Germans. Right. She could see them. Her friends that she had gone on this journey with were in danger. And she was like, you know what? For what? Like 10 seconds? And then Ares showed up? I mean, like, dude, it was was like a matter of seconds. It, It shouldn't have been a question because it was never a question for her to help people before that point. It's it actually it it should be a question. It's completely like in line with what the hero's journey is. There's that reluctance to like heed the call. That's part of it. Like everybody rejects like what they're destined to do at some point in that journey. She Luke did, did it. That. She never did that. She never, she never denied. She, yeah. She, at the, for that moment, she's like That's not denying it. It's at the it it she's not denying well, she's, Matt, she's said, to- Matt said it was for three seconds. So I guess that counts in the hero's journey. Oh my god. That, so long as it's quick, but it happens. You're a buffoon, it Paul. No, you, you're you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. You're a buffoon. I can't believe you think that it's okay that <laughs> her she's been on this journey with these dudes and right. she's just gonna let them die. She's done. They run off into gunfire and she just stands on the tower and you're okay with that. So long as Ares shows up three seconds later, and he's like, hey, guess what, boys? I've been buying it all. And then she's like, oh, I still got someone to fight. Her entire life was basically misinformed. She finds out, and then she has a reaction where she's like, just, she doesn't get it. She, She can't comprehend what Steve Trevor just said, like, People just make their own decisions. But then it's validated with Aerie showing up it's and her totally, having to fight. Right. Him. And what does she do? She gets back into the fray. Like it. Right. I love that. <laughs> right. You exactly. guys just argued yourselves in a circle. No. Like, Matt's no, you argue, did. I just Matt's watched it arguing happen. himself in a circle. Exactly. Then she jumps back into the fray. But she didn't need Aries for her to jump into the fray of no man's land. She saw people in danger right. that weren't even. The people that have come to mean mm-hmm. something to her mm-hmm. in danger. Mm-hmm. And she jumped into the fray then. Did she so have, why didn't she jump into the fray after she killed Germany? Because she didn't just realize that her life was misguided to that point. She didn't she thought that Ares was the the driving force of people being evil. And that once she had that realization that that really isn't the case, it affected her. What? But it was the case. But it kind of was the case because he, sure, he's saying, "Oh, I just you know kind of whisper some stuff." But he's there doing the whispering. He does. He is exist. there doing. He the is whispering. a physical thing that you have to 
come up against. She right, she's like but he's the not big the reason there's war. He's it's it's clearly established. He's not the reason there's war. But he is there as an obstacle in her way. She she yeah. Yeah. We're going to agree to disagree. Paul, that's your number two. I think we're going to whip around the horn real quick here. Matt, what's your number one? It's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. In, in spite of the fact that apparently it's terrible, but go ahead. Wonder Woman's great. The third act just I falls apart a little I never said it was terrible. I, uh, yeah, I agree. The third act fell apart. I think we disagree yeah. on I did not how much it falls apart, apart, but uh, Wonder Woman also is my number one. Paul, you've made it abundantly clear that Man of Steel is an untouchable piece of cinema Man of that Steel. everybody should number bow one. down to. So that those are our lists. If you so wait, like Ian, the, did we have identical lists? We did have, and yet we argued all fucking somehow, <laughs> some way. We found no, a way to argue. You and me and you argued. Ian just likes to get in on the argument. Oh, fuck you, you two fucking assholes argued your well, I, asses off all fucking night long, and I sit here and somehow I'm the fucking instigator. Uh, Matt, and, and we fuck, were like fuck you. Man. We were like. The Americans and Germans in World War One, and Ian was Aries just stroking his beard over there. Get the like, fuck, fuck yeah, I love this. The and he's just stoking the fire is insane. Matt, can you believe what Paul said? Paul, I can't believe Matt said that. <laughs> there is a guard, god of argument, and his name is Ian. <laughs> My name's Paul McGinty. Ian, the god of argument, sharply. Matt Cassell. We'll see you next time. so sick of movies with female leads.